Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. I only have one question. Do you think I deserve your full attention? That's what I like to hear. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to 90.3 WRST-FM Oshkosh. This is Script to Screen, and I'm your host, Max. And joining me here in the booth is Gideon. What's up? And today we are going to be talking about two, uh, I like to call them rather artsy films uh, that came out last year, or or I guess two years ago now. Yeah, they were uh, Best Picture nominees from last year's Academy Awards. So getting ready for this upcoming Sunday's Academy Awards, hopefully. Yep. Uh, which one do you want to start with? Because we're talking about Marriage Story and Parasite. So uh, let's go with uh, Marriage Story. Marriage Story. All right. Uh, let's see here. Do we have a clip? We for do that? have a clip. All right. Perfect. Then uh, let's play that right here. I love about Nicole. She is a mother who plays, really plays. What I love about Charlie, he loves being a dad. He loves all the things you're supposed to hate, like waking up at night. She knows when to push me and when to leave me alone. He never lets other people keep him from what he wants to do. Guys, you're too far. I know. It's not easy for her to close a cabinet. He's incredibly neat. She's brave. He's brilliant. She's He's very, very competitive. I'll tell Charlie what's happening, and Cassie, you then hand him the envelope. I just get nervous. Can you unserve? What do you mean, like take it back? Charlie and I are getting a divorce, Mom. You can't be friends with him anymore. Dreamer! Charlie Bird! (laughs) Mom! Mom? Mom! What? You know, most people in my business, you just transactions to them. I like to think of you as people. Oh, okay, good. You remind me of myself on my second marriage. Baby, I'm amazed the way you love me all the time. Part of what we're going to do together is... Uh, and so that is a uh, little bit of the uh, clip there from... Uh, the, I believe that was the trailer for Marriage Story. Yep, trailer for Marriage Story. And uh, so, yeah, I think it w- was a pretty good movie. I was... I, I've been wanting to watch this for a while, and... Uh, I was real excited about it. Um, I, I kind of had been pushing this movie off because I had wanted to see it with somebody uh, in my family, and then they saw it anyways, but and then didn't tell me, and I was like, "Oh, okay, cool." So, <laughs> so yeah. then I was just kind of in this weird limbo where I just didn't uh, didn't have a good time to watch it. But I'm glad I was able to, and yeah. I enjoyed it a lot. It's it's got a pretty uh, standard premise as far as like a drama goes. So you've got. Um, Charlie, who's the uh, theater director living in New York. And then you've got Nicole, who's like an actress who is um, struggling in their marriage. And she's kind of moving out to Los Angeles. Um, They're looking for a divorce, but they don't really want to go through the typical means you'd use. They don't want to use lawyers. They don't want to like get it all complicated and everything. But she kind of wants, They, I mean, she really only is thinking about going. He thinks that she's only going into Los Angeles for a little bit, but she actually wants to move out there. And it all gets all messed up and it's all very messy and very sad <laughs> it's kind of like one of the most raw and yeah it's accurate very, very takes raw. on divorce and like you get it, these te- you, you get these types of prestige dramas all the time and they're like this uh fake raw if that makes sense like they all they all have this 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 um 
uh, austereness. Is that the right word? Like they're 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 very fake. Even though they're trying to be austereness is not the right word. The they're trying to be. <sighs> It might, austerity might be the right word, but it's like they're they're trying to have this this authenticity, but it's like authentic because they know the academy wants it to be authentic. Oh, if that makes sense. Yeah, I do. Um, what you mean, and none of them actually feel raw or authentic or emotional in any way whatsoever. Whereas this of, film very much feels like it has its own perspective. It feels very real. It feels very yeah. um, like someone experienced it. If that makes sense. Yeah. Absolutely, it, um, I and think that makes the drama itself more. And the drama itself is effective as it is, but the the fact that it feels real makes the drama feel more effective. Yep. Yeah, and I, I again, I think it's a pretty accurate take on on divorce and what a lot of people go through. And although these two main characters are kind of um, well established in these big careers, it still it really it still really shows the emotional side of of what everybody kind of deals with and the different perspectives. Yeah, and well, and just some of the stresses for yeah, sure, and some of the stresses of of going through that, and it's got uh, Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson, and it I I thought it was just a, yeah. I thought it was just a great great film. Yeah, and and you speak on perspective, like I feel like that's definitely one of the things the the movie's strongest points is is that it doesn't really it it has a point of view. But it doesn't take sides, if that makes sense, and that's an that's definitely an interesting perspective, and it, and it has the perspective of both of, of the main characters in Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson. Like we get to see why Charlie is feeling the way he is and and how Nicole feels and how they're both so frustrated with each other, but at the same time have their own valid reasons for feeling the way that they do. And, and it's really hard um, for much of the film to kind of take sides with, with either one of them. Yeah. Um, and I feel like the film doesn't want you to take sides with either one of them, if that makes sense. Like the film's point of view is that Neither of them are really wrong. Um, it's a lot of times the system that is pitting themselves against each other. Mm -hmm. um, but I personally, because there, it's everything is so emotionally charged in this movie, I personally found myself like leaning towards Charlie's side and away from Nicole. Like I found everything that he was saying more like reasonable than nicole and i feel like that's just my biases as like a like i just identify with him more as a person like like male well, creative I, type thing i still think he, in a way he is the main character of this film if i mean there i mean there there is a strong push for balance here but i feel like the film dedicates a lot more time on There's, his perspective than right, hers that's what i'm saying and, is more time spent on him yeah. and and yeah so you kind of and and he's more of the sympathetic character he's reactionary she's where, where she's kind of putting things in motion. Right, but I, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, I feel like that's definitely... I, I agree with you, but I, I don't, I'm not sure that that's the film's point of... I'm not, feel, I'm not sure that's what the film is trying to say, if that makes sense. Like, it, it definitely, emotionally, the way I reacted to it is like, oh, she's the one who's kind of screwing everything up. But at the same time, all that stuff only results because of how Charlie has been acting before the movie starts, if yeah. that makes sense. Yes. So like everything, he screwed up like all before the movie and then it just, everything she does during the movie is in reaction to what he's already done before the, the movie's timeline started. So it, that's what makes it easier to like emotionally side with Charlie, but then like intellectually and her, like you see, you still see her perspective and what she's saying and stuff mm -hmm. um, throughout the, the almost debate uh, scenes that are happening here. Some of them outside of a courtroom, some of them inside of a courtroom. Yeah, I, I I would agree. And it's it's interesting. I think 
a lot of, I mean, a lot of this film just is all about the uh, kind of the dynamics they they have now. Yeah. As once they've separated and just how well, everything has kind of gone downhill. The two coasts definitely play a huge part in that. And yeah. how how each side of the of the United States kind of informs both who they are as a person, but also like how they react to things differently than they would if they were on the other side. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. um, and, and well, and that's and that's how they informs who they are now. But it also informs a lot of the divorce itself because like it informs them as a person, but it also means that there's extra conflict because they're so far apart, um, and that just makes things even harder. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's what a great story is really going to do. It's going to throw as many possible challenges in the way of its protagonists, and this does that yes. um, by by making its and, its and its contrast so extreme. And in that way, I feel again, Charlie is the one who has to overcome more of those challenges because he's the one always having to commute from New York to L.A. Yeah, and he's the one also trying to run his his theater business and all yep. this other stuff. Whereas um, I'm trying to remember what Scarlett Johansson's Nicole character, Nicole. Um, whereas Nicole, yes, she has like her acting career out there, but it's never a focus after like one scene. Right. She mentions it it a little bit as being a director then, but it's never her, it's never focused on that. When, when it focuses on her, it's either focusing on their child or on her divorce proceedings. Whereas with Charlie, it's a little more balanced. You also see more of the theater crew Mm -hmm. and all this other stuff. So I, again, I just really think that's what horns it in as the um as kind of more of his movie than her movie right and i and i agree with you mm-hmm. um which by the way i just i just gotta ask because i noticed this when i was watching this and again this is the first time i've ever seen this how many times did they say you know there's so much space out here in la because you were talking about oh, that the, joke was hilarious yeah maybe the first or second time but i think they dropped it like four times yeah and every time <laughs> he's just like Dude, stop! Oh yeah, it just has. <laughs> it's this, so funny because he gets face. annoyed. He gets annoyed by it every single time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which, by well, the way, like yeah. in our next film, also there is not a lot of space for anyone either in that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, oh, what is that? Rem- I just got t- total deja. What? Oh my gosh! What? I totally just thought of something. Like my brain made a connection and then just totally lost it when you said not a lot of space. <laughs> Crap. Now it's going to be stuck it's in my okay. head for the rest it's of the okay. episode. Hey, if, it, if it comes oh. up, just like interrupt okay. me and be like, I gotta hey, find here's this. the this thought. going to drive me crazy. Okay, sorry. Right. Move on. But yeah, so I, I, re- I did enjoy Marriage Story. I think I did enjoy it more than Parasite, which was the other movie we were reviewing. But um, I didn't think Parasite was that bad, but I, I really liked Marriage Story. And by the way, yeah. I want to say... The last two movies I've watched, or I guess it wouldn't be the last two, but two out of the last three movies, because I just saw Parasite, I was able to figure out who the composer was before that oh, the credits, where because I saw... Oh, yeah, Randy I, Newman. Oh, I, I picked up on it was Randy Newman because the store for, for Mayor's Story sounds like Toy Story. It sounds a lot like Toy Story. And it's and I was like, gosh, I, there's no way that's Randy Newman. And sure enough, as the credits start rolling at the very end, sure enough, it was. And then the other movie I saw, which uh, was The Adjustment Bureau, had Thomas Newman. And I called that one, too. Well, yeah, because his, Thomas Newman's all sound like the Shawshank Redemption. Oh, I was going to say Finding Nemo. Well... Finding that's Nemo the, and the one. Shawshank Redemption sound the exact same. I so. don't think so. But <laughs> yes, they do. Well, I think Finding Nemo and uh, the newsroom, their store, is super similar. It's almost so similar you could put either and passengers or. too. Yeah, um, but it's and just funny that that both the movies all I was able. Humans like you can sound they. Yeah, sound they, well, they have a, a, a big reliance on. Um, it's like the they have a big reliance on woodwinds. Yeah, and. Well, 
and it's not just that though like there's a very specific like lightness to it it's never a lot of like the like the way it yeah it's almost identical it's not a lot of overlaid sound it's usually one instrument really taking the lead a little bit of background this is something that i wish we had a clip for because if we could play it for like the audience it's so hilarious how similar his source scores sound but yeah his i mean he's definitely got a style to him like the same way um john williams has his own style that usually some somebody can can pick out right but thomas newman doesn't it's not a style it's like it just sounds like the same (laughs) score Sounds like it's all from like the same movie just all it's just like an 80 hour movie of all his yeah. stuff but uh but, but it's just Mary's funny story that does definitely have a heartbreaking score for sure yes um like it's tom if you think of Randy newman like the the toy story score it's it's a even i mean toy story not the has, parts where he's singing but like the background right, the, or like right, toy the, story the, 2 the or, score yeah the it, i know but his what, toy story score definitely had toy story is more dramatic of a movie than people think mm-hmm. like there's a lot of real darkness there that's that like and sadness of what's going on um but i think marriage but it still has a score that has that's more lighthearted. Mm-hmm. um but but marriage story has this lighthearted score that gets played and it's almost uh, and it's against the the darkness of what's happening in the scene and it's and it creates just a real heartbreaking moment or like Whenever every time, you, every time the score plays, it's just yeah. like stabs you in the heart over and over again. It feels like it, to me, it adds to the emotionality to it for sure, for sure. But I, I just think it's funny that the last two movies I was able to identify the the artists, they both happen to be like a Newman person, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, I I couldn't believe it because midway through that midway through Marriage Story, I'm like, gosh, this really does sound like either Toy Story or maybe like a little bit of Bugs Life or something, because I think he did the score for that one too. And I'm like, there's there's no way this is Randy Newman. And then then I, I wish I had like bet some money on it or something, because man, now I'm getting to the point where I can identify if this is like a Hans Zimmer or Hans Zimmer score, you know, and all these other composers. Like I like that. I like that these guys have such a such a unique style that's personalized to all of them. And I think the choice to go with Randy Newman for Marriage Story was a was a good call. Um, and I mean, we're going to get into a whole bunch of this here, uh, in a little bit. We are going to take a, uh, brief little 30 second break here. And then when we come back, we'll be getting into the scores of marriage story. So stick around. Your diagnosis and vision loss does not define you. Your drive defines you. And we are here to let those challenged with blinding retinal diseases know that we are driven to to be a beacon of strength, a champion of courage, an advocate for hope. And we are stronger together. We fund. We fight. We We win. win. We are the Foundation Fighting Blindness. Join the fight at fightingblindness.org. And we're back here on 90.3 WRST-FM Oshkosh. This is Script to Screen. Gideon and I are going to be dropping our stories here for Marriage Stories. So let's get into our first category, which is... Just so you know, you're making a pretty bad first impression. First impression. And uh, Gideon, you want to start us off here? What was your first impression on this? All right. So I watched this when it first came out on Netflix last year um, during the awards season. Um, but in like November, December, and I didn't really like it. <laughs> um, I it, this movie definitely takes a toll on you, um, just because it is 
so raw and and on and it's not just the fact that it's raw it's the fact that it's like aggressively uh heavy frustrating and, yeah and like the characters themselves are so frustrated and the filmmaking is trying to make you feel how frustrated they are and then i felt frustrated as a result of that i mean and that's the point that's what it's trying to do but i was just like i hate this this sucks i don't want to feel like this mm -hmm. um and so I didn't really like the movie. This time I watched it, and it and it's like there's a there's a difference between a, when a movie can make you feel something as and then you don't like feeling it, and then like <sighs> there's a thing where there's there's something greater happening than that. It's kind of hard to describe. So like you can, I just watched Synecdoche, New York, uh, Charlie Kaufman's movie, and it's like literally makes you depressed the entire time. <laughs> and I was like, I'm just depressed. I don't want to feel depressed, so I don't like this movie. Um, and a, a rewatch might, again, a rewatch might prove that wrong. Marriage Story, what happened for me was it made me feel super frustrated and sad the first time. Um, even less, I, I actually didn't really make me feel sad the first time. I just felt frustrated. So this time, like, I felt frustrated. But on top of that, I also felt sad. I felt happy. I felt, I felt the love these characters have for each other. Like, I felt a lot more things on top of that. And therefore, the themes came through better. The performances came through better. The... The, the purpose of the movie is in terms of, of sticking with a person and, and finding and realizing who they are and what they mean to you, all that stuff meant a lot more to me this time. Um, and I think, honestly, that's why I like to rewatch movies because they can reveal themselves to you in different ways. Mm. Um, and so for my first impression score, I'm giving this a six because that's what I gave it the first time I watched it. That's fair enough. Um, but I definitely like it a lot more than that now. Okay. Well, I mean, it'll still reflect later on. And I mean, maybe what you just surmised kind of will fall better into the effect category yeah. uh, towards the tail end of this uh, particular review. For me, this was my first time ever seeing this. And uh, it was it was very, very enjoyable for me. I think I, I something about just the acting and, and the way it was written, it just seems very grounded in reality. And it just seems like whoever wrote this film, which I don't remember. Noah Baumbach. So I haven't seen um, as much of his stuff as I'd like to. I mean, I, I definitely want to explore his filmography. Yeah. Um, but it's after just, how, how much I like this. It, um, it seems so real that you wonder. But I think he's known for being that type of writer who's very true to life. Yeah. And, and it seems so real. Like, I wonder if maybe he's going through a divorce or maybe. Well, yeah. He, so so Mary's story is based off his real life divorce with okay. um, actress Jennifer Jason Lee, I think think okay so yeah that would explain why it just seems so authentic yeah. and and again it was a really um really well executed movie um good acting i liked how there were some like big name actors just kind of sprinkled in as like secondary or tertiary characters um which was which was kind of cool yeah like you get um ray, ray liotta, liotta and and uh, uh laura dern who i think she was in Jurassic Park, right? Yeah, she was in that's she was in uh, Jurassic Park, uh, Star Wars: The Last Jedi. She was in, yeah, right. she's in uh, Big Little Lies. Yeah, um, and so, so really good. Oh, she was in Little Woman too. And then the um, guy uh, in in his theater company too. Um, oh yeah, um, Wallace Shawn, I think. Yeah, shows so, up talking about he had um, what did he say? He had he had sex with a four time Oscar winner, but um, then doesn't say who it is. <laughs> so which means it could. I'm pretty sure there's been two. I, I'm, I think I read this. There's been two four-time Oscar winners, but one of them was a man and one was a woman. <laughs> so it's just not specified which one it was. That's funny. But yeah, so so that was kind of cool. So for first impression here, I would probably give this 
I I mean, I, I don't know how soon I would rewatch it, but I probably would rewatch it if somebody said, hey, we're going to put this on. So I would give it a seven for first impression. I did like it. It's just totally you got to be in the right mood for it. Okay, what I just said is total bogus. That's not even true. Catherine Hepburn won four awards, but there's no man that's ever won four acting awards. Okay. So well, either I missed... That's... Okay, whatever. Let's it's see. all right. You you heard like a little rumor about it. You thought it would be be for that. But yeah, so so I think I would give it a seven. Um. All right, next, next. category. For story... uh. Man, this is well written and well done, and because it is so solid and and just feels so authentic, I I don't know if I can give it anything less than a nine. I'm still kind of on the fence whether I want to give it a nine or a ten, just because it was written so well. Um, probably a nine. I think I would give it. What about you? Um, I think I'll go eight. Story. Again, we've talked about how this can the way this is structured is the thing that stood out to me the most the first time that I watched it and the thing that I liked about it the most the first time honestly so it, it starts out with the with them kind of five minutes almost of, of them listing off what they what they love about each other um, and then we hard cut to the present where they're in a therapy session and this is why they've been sharing this and from that point on we're locked into their sort of tumultuous divorce process until until the very end, um, and I think that that symmetrical sort of it, it really frustrated me. Again, it really frustrated me the first time because I was like, I was really like full on heads on head over heels falling in love with with their letters and stuff, and kind of like that that very intimate personal type storytelling happening montage like thing happening at the beginning and then they cut and just like no we hate each other i was like no but you guys don't hate each other you love each other mm -hmm. and so then it's like after that it was just so hard for me to watch but then at the end they bring it back and it's just like i didn't know how to feel about it again um so again the the story definitely it throws you on that emotional roller coaster, and I think that it's just it's just a great way of structuring this type of story, um, and 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 that and that structure is what allows it to communicate its message of of of. I mean, you can you can broad this to the power of love or whatever, but it's it's the specifics of how of what love means to a deteriorating relationship, and I just find that absolutely fascinating. Mm -hmm. um, story for me, I'm going an eight. All right. I think then our next category is... Acting! Acting! And uh, the acting in here is superb. Yeah. Um, Adam Driver should have won the Oscar. Who won it? Joaquin Phoenix for Joker. Uh, I still would give yeah, that I to Joaquin Phoenix, <laughs> but I think Adam Driver is really good in this. Um, you know... <laughs> I don't know how some, some an actor can like do that chin quiver when they cry. Like if how how is yeah. somebody able to do that on cue? Yeah. The fact that he's able to do that somehow is is incredible to me. Um, you know what I love what he does in this movie. Whenever he calls the kid like baby or darling or like you know yeah. what I mean like or uh, uh, he like he just pet is names. so he's just so like affectionate as a father. I mean, and Laura Dern in this movie, the so Nicole's lawyer, mm -hmm. she's like. The, the concept of a good father was barely invented 50 years ago. <laughs> Mothers don't even have the same expectations that fathers do. As long as the father is halfway there and does the very minimum, he's praised by society. Whereas you, if you're not absolutely perfect, then 
you're considered uh, the devil. And I'm just like, stop it. You're making me hurt. It just everything about this movie is just like has such a strong emotional reaction to it. That one was a pretty good line, though. I'll give him that. That right, was well no, written. It's, it's a great written line because it gives I mean, everyone has opposing perspectives and it just creates uh conflict. And that's and that's it's just, again, it's great writing. But it's in terms of performance again, like that 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 like it's just the little mannerisms over and over again, but it and so that's like just like on, on a surface level, but like underneath that, like the mannerisms have like a subtext to them in a way. Like there's there's emotion bubbling from all different sorts of places because you can see him frustrated, but then you can see him not wanting to be frustrated with her, even though he is, and he doesn't know how to get out of it because he cares about the kids so much, and it's just like everything's going on, and it's all. I mean, and there's dialogue happening to support that, obviously, but the, but the performance, the dialogue doesn't work without the performance. Uh, su supporting that like the, the 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 best performances are going to bring something to the dialogue that wasn't there on the page i think a mm -hmm. and this you can see the page and this is the type of movie where you can see the page i think uh not all movies you can do that and i don't know if that's necessarily a good thing so you can see the page but you can also see i think what he's bringing to the the character um and bringing to what noah bombeck had 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 in it in his head and i think that's when you can have like the different types of artistry meshing together into, into single pictures when like it, it, that's what makes a great performance to me, and I think this movie has that in Adam Driver, it has it in Scarlett Johansson, and then obviously all the supporting performances um, are are great too, like we've said before. And I like Ray Liotta, right? Like that that line, like, and what'd you say your kid's name was, Fred? <laughs> no, 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 it's like who's Fred? That uh, and it's like my my and the guy in the bag is like my kid's name is Fred. Okay, whatever. Like he just kind of brushes it off. Like that was great. I don't know. This movie does sprinkle in a good amount of comedy, just enough to keep it lighthearted enough where you're not just like totally depressed. I love the scene where where the mom, oh, who who plays her, um, where where Nicole's mom is talking to Charlie, and she's got like her sunglasses on, like she's a spy or something. She's like sneaking around the house trying to pretend she's not talking to him. Oh yeah, like Charlie Bird. Yeah. So what would you give it for acting? I think this is a 10. I I really do think so. It's just got performances across the board and all of them on on it. I think I think the I think performances are, are honestly one of the best parts of this movie. Mm -hmm. Um again like the the script itself is 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 great and makes you feel a lot, but I think it's performances that that really are what make this movie. Um and and the movie doesn't function without the performances honestly. So mm. Yeah. I I I think the acting's also a also a ten. I, I I don't I can't think of a single person who wasn't great in it. I don't I, I can't think of a single bad performance. Not one line was wasted. It just it's it seems like it was very well acted. Julie Haggerty, that's the mom's name. Sorry. Um so yeah, I'd give that a ten as well. Then our next category is I got a bad feeling about this. Look and feel. And uh this is I suppose where more of the music composition comes in yep. and the aesthetics of everything and one six six to one aspect ratio and um, so that's all yeah hmm. so different from your typical at least they didn't put in two one i'm gonna I, rant about 2.1 till a day i die i i didn't notice any uh, aspect 2 .1, 2 uh, difference um in yeah this. so it's it's pillar boxed on the side slightly hmm well that's uh fine either way i mean but oh i have I think I think it's an interesting choice. Like it's they didn't go one thirty seven Academy, um, which I feel like this could function in one. I feel like I would almost like I, I feel like I, w I would almost prefer one point three seven to one because um, it's just more exaggerated. Although I suppose that this isn't stylistic either. So I feel like one like one six six is like right in between 
um, 1.37 and 1.85 mm-hmm. um, in terms of how wide the picture is. Um, and so 166 allows it to be focused on, like I feel like it's the the, the, the taller the aspect ratio, the, the more, I feel like the, the better the human face fits inside of it is what's been said mm-hmm. because the human face is, is less wide when a... So like yeah. in a widescreen 235, the human face isn't going to fit as good as it is it in an Academy 137. So then the so perfect film for fitting the human face was was the Lighthouse. Was well, <laughs> Lighthouse was one 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 nine, which was the movie tone aspect ratio, which hasn't been used in forever. Mm-hmm. Um, almost never used. Uh, I just watched a movie in one one nine, which was Sunrise, a song of two humans, which was um, outstanding picture or best artistic picture in 1927. Mm. Um, also shot in movie tone, which was like this weird thing that happened in the silent age, whatever. But then Lighthouse also shot in 119. Um, so regardless, I think 166 is like right in the middle. And 166 is used for like, I think it's like a European thing. Hmm. I think. I, I also thought this film overall... Yeah, uh, aka European widescreen is what, it's, is what it's known as. So I think it's just, it's right in between the 185 and the 137, which allows it to kind of have like a... I feel I feel it just feels more intimate because either one would be like 185 is is not stylized enough and 135. I'm talking about aspect ratios as they're stylized. I, mean, I suppose they are like because I mean with the lighthouse it for sure is, but I feel like it's like right in the middle. Like it's it's stylized enough to, but it also is intimate at the same time. Like it just I I really like what I'm trying to say. <laughs> What I'm trying to say is that I like the aspect ratio choice in this movie. I feel like there it, it we definitely go. Okay. is a nice because the aspect ratio is the window into the movie, and I feel like this like it's just the way that it allows you to look in. I just I noticed it, it and I felt it. it. Yes, it fits it. It, it works. It, so it was well. the perfect. I'm just trying to figure according out according to you. It, it no, was the perfect choice. No, it really to be is. Made. It really yeah. is. Like it feels like I could. This movie would not work in or again. It wouldn't work as well as it would. I'm sorry. I'm making a point that doesn't matter. Let's move on. <laughs> I just, I mean, other no things... No one's even going to know what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's I'm just spouting numbers off. It's all right. For the film aficionados, they will. But uh, I think the uh, color temperature of the of the way it was filmed is really good. Yeah. Um, they kind of do like a little contrast, it seems. Sometimes I, 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 I thought I noticed it, but maybe it was warm the whole way through. But I thought it was like a little bit cooler light whenever they were in uh, New York. I think you're right. And then whenever they were in LA, which usually when they sh- when people shoot stuff in LA or like Mexico or whatever, they like really turn up the warmth of the K balance. Um, which is another thing, like if you notice an orange hue or a bluish hue to to what to the picture you're seeing, then that's that's what we're talking about here. So, but but again it was just perfect and there it wasn't just dedicated to one or the other the entire time. It had some variety. So it's it remained um like you could use that then to tell a little bit of a story with the picture, yeah, and it helps the audience kind of establish the uh, yeah. setting a little easier too. So I think they did a great job with look and feel. Um, the score was really good. Again, uh, I was able to figure out who composed it right away, so there's like a level of uniqueness to it, which is nice. Um, so I, I think look and feel. I'll probably give it a, a nine. Um, yeah, there's, there's this one moment in this movie where there, there's, I, I, the thing that I took away from this, as far as look and feel goes or construction is the film's editing. I, I think this, and it, this did not get nominated for editing, which blows my mind because like this is some of the, the best editing that you can, that like, because editing is such an, like an emotional thing, like emotional timing is, is, is the, one of the biggest parts of editing. Um, and I feel like, <sighs> It has, it has insane moments apart from that, like the gate 
when they're kind of both cutting, closing the gate, and then it like cuts back and forth between them really fast as it shuts close. Like that's just a moment where it's just like, yeah. Again, it's like the thing that stabs you in the cool. heart. They make um, a cool artistic choice here and there. Yeah, right. Absolutely. But ev- but everything there's a there's the moments that you don't that the, the editing doesn't call attention to itself, but the emotional timing of when things are when which words are being fired when, and I feel like that's just so on point here at every single moment that just doesn't happen. Um, in in every film, and I feel, and this should have been nominated for best editing. So what's um, your score? My score, I'm gonna go with an eight for look and feel overall. I think this is a great movie. Um, yeah. Okay. Then our final category here is. It's gonna have a psychological effect on how the audience perceives you. Effect, and this one, I was expecting to be coming out of it kind of like depressed, mm-hmm. and it didn't leave me as as depressed as I thought it would. I think. A good use of comedic timing, sparsely, yeah. uh, sparsely put throughout this film, works really well. I think the way that it kind of ends on a on a lighter tone is nice. Um, I still feel like the the ending is I, still almost devastating to me. Honestly, I, I didn't think it was weird, that bad. In a weird way, in a weird way, it's just super heartbreaking. Like because even though it, it's meant to be up, like it's meant to show a light, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's like. F- downright happy if that makes sense no it's not but it's not as bad as other films that i've seen that just kind of end just so right well and that's what i'm talking about before what i was trying to say before in terms of just like what the emotional reaction you have and and how a film has to manage that using its tone and 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 what it's trying to say as a result of what it's making you feel Mm -hmm. um my score for a fact i'm gonna give this an eight um i I say story yet or no i'm trying i don't think so uh i think i will give it a Ooh, eight as well. All right. All right. Then when we come back here, uh, we will be talking about our next movie, Parasite, and giving you our final scores for Marriage Story. So stick around. Ever wonder where we get a word like muckety-muck? How about the whole kit and caboodle? I'm Martha Barnett, along with Grant Barrett. On Away With Words, we try to solve linguistic mysteries. And we want to hear from you about words and phrases, regional dialects, grammar, maybe an odd family expression you grew up with. Away With Words, Sunday mornings at 9 here on 90.3 WRST-FM Oshkosh. And we're back here on 90.3 WRST-FM Oshkosh. This is Script to Screen. Gideon, what is our final score for Marriage Story? Marriage Story came in at an 83 out of 100, which puts it at the same score as The Hateful Eight and Unbreakable. I was, uh, if I, if you would have said to me, what do you think it'll end up with? I would have guessed an 82 today. So I was feeling I was feeling pretty good about where we would land. And I, I think it did a, a very good job. An 83 on our on our scale here is, a, is still a really good movie. Definitely recommend anybody who hasn't seen it to go see it. It's on Netflix. Uh, and is fantastic. But our next film here is Parasite. So I'm going to play a little bit of the trailer here and then we'll get into talking about it. And I just realized that it's uh, all in Korean that <laughs> nobody's going to know what they're even talking about with the trailer here. But 
without the subtitles unless somebody can speak Korean. But um, <laughs> this was this was I, better than I thought it would be. Um, I was kind of fearing this would be kind of somewhere like love exposure almost. <laughs> like that film kind of left a, a bad taste in my mouth for like Asian foreign films. But, um, yeah, but no, not, it was it was better. Foreign movies are like that. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. And I mean, sometimes it's just like movies like this just remind me of one of my old roommates, and it's just like, Ugh. but um, no, I I think uh, Parasite was was all right, and it definitely wasn't what I was expecting. I really had never watched a whole trailer for it, so kind of the same thing that you do because you don't watch trailers. And this was my first time ever seeing it. I know it won four major awards, the um, and it kind of just swept the swept the Oscars uh, when it was up for the awards, and and it was amazing. Let's yeah, and then now I'm like, this is what everybody was freaking out about. Like, come on, like there were. I, I'm sorry to say, Gideon, but I think there were a lot better movies than this, uh, for sure. This one, this one definitely. I don't know. I mean, it was it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. I don't want to say it had a bad. It was a bad experience. It wasn't. It was a fine movie, but I don't know if I would ever need to rewatch it. I've seen this seven times now. Seven oh my times. Gosh. Now. Um, I actually wrote in my first review of of Marriage Story. I wrote, um, yeah, Marriage Story is great, but when can I watch Parasite again? Because I I had I had just watched it and was like just so excited to see it again at some uh, as soon as I could because it was in the theaters at that point. I can just pop in the Blu-ray whenever I want, um, but I, I, this I think one of this movie's biggest strengths is its rewatchability. Um, in terms of like, it's it's got a very interesting setup and construction structurally, and I think that's the thing that people talk about the most when they talk it, about this movie. Is it has a, the it's way like, it structurally fits together, but at like the beginning, two different movies for all of a someone. It, it like no. almost almost halfway through this yes movie and it just no. totally well, changes. Right, exactly, and that's what I love so much about it. But in, in terms of the first, uh, the the way it's it's set up is basically you've got um, this poor family living in Korea in a in a semi basement, all out of work. Um, when one of the son's friends comes and says, "Hey, I got this job uh, that I need you to take over for at this rich family's house. You can tutor this this girl, and you'll make a whole ton of money off of it." Um, and just do this. And he goes and does it. And then eventually they one by one infiltrate uh, their house. And then it goes They from keep there. like stringing on another member of their family yes. to come in and either replace somebody's job that like as a, as a servant in this house right. or, or another and, tutor. And eventually the whole family is working, like all putting on these personas to work for yes. this. This it's rich so family, good. and honestly, if this movie had just come out, I wouldn't even want to say that because I feel like that. That's what, that's what I mean. Why I don't like what I think. I, I feel like that itself was such a uh, the first time I watched this was such a, a incredible experience like trying to just see where it went because I had no idea what this was going on so like when you see them bring Jessica in and, and the first time and you see her and he's like okay I kind of see where this is going and then the momentum builds and just the excitement of seeing how this whole family gets up and that and that momentum and building and building eventually culminating in the in the in the belt of trust sequence um, with the napkin and everything uh, iconic moment at this point honestly um, that being the culmination of the, of, the, of that uh, sequence um, the, the 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 first half of this movie just has this this ferocious momentum that builds that moment I can't imagine experiencing that for the first time again without knowing what was happening it was just it was just almost euphoric honestly like that's how that's how um 
like this movie plays with what you do and don't don't know in the way that the best thrillers do like honestly this movie appeared to me as hitchcocky in the first time i watched it um but i would say this last time i watched it downright feels like a hitchcock movie just because of the way it's constructed um a Hitchcock thriller more so in the sense than like a prestige drama, um, which I think might be why I love it so much. But this really isn't a prestige drama in almost any way. Um, it's a Hitchcock thriller it's, that it's has a mix great of a lot of different things. Right. Well, it's a it's a Hitchcock thriller that has the this this comment this societal commentary and in, in, in the middle of it. But I feel like you. <sighs> You can look at the first half as like a family comedy, and the second half is like a as like a more uh, horror thriller type thing. I think um, it's and like different Mrs. genres Dove. mixed in throughout it. But the reason why I say Hitchcock is because when you look at it from a broader <laughs> perspective, um, it, it has the, his machinations apparent in it, in the way that Bong Joon Ho, the director of this film, um, this is also very much Bong. Um, like it's very much you, you see the same things that he's been waving in his entire career since Mother Memories of Murder, Snowpiercer all of it like you see him using the same different types of things and storytelling techniques but i feel like this one he's he's you see him setting up things that pay off later and then they all come back together and it's just like the perfect type of thing that i want out of this is just literally everything i want from a movie like it's just all there i i think i figured out what this would be a mixture of here this is mrs doubtfire meets 10 cloverfield lane sure yeah <laughs> that's what i think it would be kind of but i don't know i mean it's just it is an odd film, and you know I don't want to get into the whole like what all goes on in the second half because the second half is just such a different part or different has such a different tone. Right, it's a tonal shift. I wouldn't. That's, that's, that's what I was. That's what I was. But it also kind of shifts genres. It, it does all sorts of things, and then it kind of just yeah, like you said, it's like a, it's a thriller at that point. And right, but but what I mean to say is that it's it's a tonal shift, but it's not. It doesn't feel like it's shifting into a different movie because the 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 shift itself is played so deftly by Bong Joon Ho. Like it's it doesn't it 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 hits you it hits you really hard and you feel like you've almost been side like you've almost been or blindsided, but it doesn't it doesn't play. Uh, it, it it works the way it does because there's so many different connective tissue bits that happen in the first half that play into the second half and then that, that shift around when they're all sitting at the, at the table and the rain starts pouring like that itself is a is a is a is a signifier that we're shifting into something sort of different um, and again a lot of that first little bit plays into the culmination of what's happening and I yeah hmm. like there's a reason why it works it's because it he takes the time to have them sit down at the table talk about what they're doing, kind of show how they've been kind of overcome by this this uh, rich person fantasy um, and and sitting at the table drinking and just kind of being a bunch of idiots. Um, and, and then the rain starts pouring and they, the family is gone. We kind of feel the pace slowed down from where we've been. Um, you kind of get a, a, a more sinister undertone. You get the lady, the the housekeeper, the, the previous housekeeper come up, up to the window. I'm sorry, sorry. We're not getting I'm too, stopping it. into I'm, too many I'm spoilers done here. But, I'm, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's a general, there's a slowdown from where we've been. We get kind of character-based moments and then we get the plot moments from the next one kind of weaved in there and it's all kind of slows down, comes back. Like I feel the, the biggest thing about this movie, like I talk about editing and marriage story, editing and parasites even better because it's all 
uh, uh, momentum based. It's all pacing based. Everything doesn't work without you got to get one thing and then hold down until you get to the next thing. And it's like the, 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 the moment when you have to stop has to be the exact right moment to, to buy that tonal shift. If the editing doesn't work, if you're not buying into when one thing's stopping and the next thing is starting and just having that exact perfect thing to get right into the next thing, it doesn't work the way it does. You yeah, all right there, but I'm fine. I just like think getting this movie into is it. I so like that. Like, I think literally, the, it's just everything is so You're, perfectly in tone. Uh, like Bong Jun Ho, um, I have a the storyboard book for this movie, so he he storyboards everything before um, even the shoot day, um, and so he hands out the storyboards to everyone in his crew so that everyone knows exactly what they need to get for that day. So he's very in control of what's happening in every single frame. Mm -hmm. um, so he knows, again, that's the other thing. He, every, every single shot is communicating something very specific, and that's why it's so efficient um, in, what it, in its storytelling. It, 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 it shows what it needs to when it needs to show it. Um, Do you have a favorite character in this? I, oh, I, I really like the song, Park the Song, the kid, mm. uh, the, the painting kid. Okay, yeah. Um, I think he's a fascinating character because he doesn't play a whole ton into the movie, but like w the the mysticism almost surrounding him and kind of like how he plays into things, I just find really fascinating and how he's kind of like smarter than everyone else in his family, I find hilarious mm. um, and kind of like more aware of what's going on. He's like, mommy, daddy, they smell funny. Eh, or they smell the same. They, they all smell the same. Yeah, um... Go back up to Jessica. Jessica smells the same. I, what? Uh, what's and that plays into kind of what how how the uh, high sees him, the sister, and she sees him as just like he's faking it. But then you get and so that's what you think it is at first, and that and the whole movie is about faking things and about the family faking. And then you see at the end, or, or sorry, you see, the whole movie is about about putting on this facade. And then you have the high and uh, the the poor son having the conversation, and, and she uses the word fake. The song is faking, and then he says, "You can use fake in a sentence." And that's it. That play that like again. It's all these themes and motifs firing off against each other and commenting on each other. This is what great movies do. Like even even something great like Marriage Story. Marriage Story is a great drama. Don't get me wrong. Everything about it is is really great. It doesn't have this thing where the, the best movies have, where they have all their little individual elements that seem disconnected, build towards something, but then also fire back and comment. That I, and I, it, there's so much going on that I can't even talk fast enough to even catch on to all of it. That's but so like right. it well, again, the faking thing with the song, you think that he is pretending to be like this this mystic psychic or whatever but then you get things where he actually does have like moments of weird clarity where he knows things that he shouldn't know like i just love that mm. character this all basically came off the character you asking what my favorite character is my favorite character is the song I, sorry i like the the family fa the family's dad not not the park family the other the main family yeah Kim like, Tech. yeah i like him he's funny i think uh, he's yeah. an enjoyable character to watch for sure I, I like he seems personable so that's that's my two cents on it. Um, but right now we're going to cut to a quick break here. And then when we get back, we're going to start getting into our stores for parasites. So stick around. From Feature Story News in Washington, I'm Simon Marks. The U.S. Department of Justice is launching an investigation into policing practices in Minneapolis following the murder conviction of former officer Derek Chauvin. Organizers of the proposed football Super League in Europe are conceding that the project is now dead and a burst oxygen tank is being blamed for the unnecessary deaths of at least 22 COVID-19 patients at a hospital in Maharashtra. 
And we're back here on 90.3 WRST FM Oshkosh. This is Script to Screen. Gideon and I are about to start getting into our scores for Parasite. So, uh, Gideon, what do you got for our first category? First category is First Impression. All right, so this was my first time watching it. You said you've seen this seven times? Seven times, Seven correct. times. And you seem like you're a pretty big fan of this, right? Like, <laughs> is this like top ten probably favorite movies you've ever seen? Or All time, no. This no? is like top 50. Top 50, okay. I was just wondering. Yeah. Um, I was... It, this was better than I thought it would be, but it wasn't much better than I thought it would be. Um, I... I kind of liked where it went. I liked the visual aspects of this movie a lot. I'm not a huge fan of the plot necessarily, and I'm not a huge fan of um, certain characters, but I thought it was all Which right. Characters? I'm curious. Um, I thought, like, Kevin was kind of, eh, you know. Why? I, just his his mannerisms, the way he, he behaved, just certain things about it. It's just... He just seemed an, uh, rather annoying to me. Because I think he's sort of, in a lot of ways, um, the heart of the movie's theme in terms of like what it takes to achieve success because at the beginning he's got he's a, these uh, these goals and he wants to help his family and he wants to become rich and then by the end... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I, I get that, but... Whichever point, he, like, he's he's got his, his character arc in terms of where he goes to where he starts and his relate... We haven't even talked about The Rock yet. His relationship with the Scholar's Rock, man. Like, that thing, and it, it's, it's profound in a way that Hitchcock thrillers not aren't necessarily... Don't necessarily... Ne aren't necessarily always are i don't there we go yeah like and it uses and it uses metaphors to do that and the and the scholars rock is what the metaphor and he says the rock the scholars rock this is so metaphorical um so it's like he almost recognizes its metaphorical purpose but isn't able to see it um mm -hmm. and again this points to the song who is able to see like you see both of them looking out the window too um and their faces reflected on the other side of that window um as they look out from the top of of the house, um, I and just saw it as a good luck rock. Like a, That's like what a trip. I was, well, right. So it's, I mean, it's they, it. they think it's a good rock, good luck rock, but they get the rock, and then the mom says directly after they get the rock, well, it should have been food, and she's right. Food would be more helpful for them in that moment. So the scholar's rock itself is a is a is a is a is a luxury, like a, a rich person's uh, thing that they that they get, and it's useless to them because they're poor. They don't want a rock that doesn't mean anything. They want food. Mm -hmm. um, well. But then he ends up using the rock. To further his status and then the rock is eventually what brings him down at the end like it's it's got and then but then he returns the rock to the river where it becomes just another rock it's not even a scholar's rock anymore it just becomes a rock and you can't even tell the difference between the rock and everything all the other rocks around it so like it's this thing that the, the rich people again have taken and elevated to the status where it means more than it actually does which is the same thing that happens with the Ramdan because you've got the noodles that are being uh, that is a peasant's dish that doesn't that's super cheap being mixed with the super expensive sirloin. Therefore, basically, I've heard the people somebody say that it's the same thing if you put uh, like white truffles on a Big Mac. Like it's 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 a completely uh, useless and pointless thing, only done to elevate your status to a point. Like who cares? You're not elevating your way of life in any way. What Whatsoever. It's just the same thing as if you picked a rock up out of the stream and said, here, this means something. 
So he returns it to like I, there's just so much going on in terms of I, I of, of symbolism all throughout this movie. Like I, and I didn't and, see and a and lot of fact, symbolism. But in this, and the fact, in this how film. do you not see symbolism? They literally call They're, it out as metaphorical. But the fact mm. that it's also a symbol, and at the same time he uses it literally to try and hurt somebody. Like the fact that it's it's not only a symbol. They don't just have it and sit there and say, oh, what is this rock? What does it mean? They actually use it and it physically interacts with this plot of the story and it. It, it gives him away, like all the all the different things that happen with the rock, and then that allows we can look at each one of those individual things and see how that original commentary about oh it's a scholar's rock we don't want a scholar's rock we want food and see how that delineates from there down into the rest of the story and kind of and see how each little moment from that is affected by the that's and that's what that's what the best metaphors do because it's, it's it, yeah. Okay, we're gonna have to fly through the rest of our scores here, Gideon, <laughs> because now we have we have eight minutes to talk about the rest of everything. So, what's your score for first impression? Um, I gave this a nine when I first watched it in the theaters. I mean, obviously, it's grown since then. I think I'm I'm I'm. It's a great movie. So nine. Nine all is right. my score. Five is for me. It was all, it was all right. Five? It was average. It was average. It was like I, I didn't dislike it, but I would probably never have to ever watch it again. So I'm giving it a five. Next category is story. So uh, again, it's like it's 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 totally just it's like two different stories pushed together using the same characters, and that was kind of interesting. And I feel like I feel like they should have either picked one or the other, maybe not split it between both. But again, I see how it's it two works tones. With, with it's two tones. It's not two stories. I get well to because me. This, to me, it seems like two the stories. Half, it, it they're still trying to do the same thing. They're like the, kind the, the of. a story is defined. I've heard this defined before. The the story is defined by when a new desire stops, or uh, the old desire stops and a new desire begins. So, like, a character has a desire. If that desire ends and a character picks up a new desire and is following something new, that is when it becomes a new story. In this film, all the family, they want to become rich and they want to stay in the rich family and keep their status. They have that same desire for the entire film. Therefore, it's a single story. I want you to keep in mind, too, that I actually prefer the second what I I consider them two stories, but I prefer the second story of this film more. Well, than I'm just the saying first you're wrong though. Because well, it's it's my okay, take, my take on it. Argue on, on back the story. Then. Why is it not one? Why is it not two story? Like I don't understand that this doesn't make sense it, to me. Because it changes. I mean, the only thing that stays the same are the characters, but their goals are different. The challenges I just are different. Explained the, their goals the exact same thing. The, but to me, that that okay, you can't differentiate. Why explain? Use evidence. I can't get too much into evidence without without. Okay. Using spoilers here, yeah, Gideon, I gotcha. but I, gotcha. um, I know you're passionate about this film, yeah, but dude, I it am. just it didn't it didn't have the same effect on me as it had on you. No, I didn't like I, no, it as I'm much just, as no, you I, did. No, I understand. I'm to me, it seems like it's two different stories. I don't see much symbolism in this film. It doesn't. It doesn't. It, it either is trying to feed you s symbolism, but really, it's just not. It just feels like a whole bunch of non sequiturs that just just kind of jumble up together. I see no. I like the whole thing with the with the ramen dish. I saw no symbolism in that. They were just asking right, for them just to make some food. But just that was because it. you don't see the, it doesn't mean it's not there. <laughs> it's right. Like. I say because I don't see it. No, it's not. It's not there in my interpretation of it. Well, but that's just not true. Then that's it's, it's my it's my take on it. If it's a piece of art, everybody it's subjective. If you say you see something in it and I don't, then that's just how it is. Well, now we're getting to objective versus subjective uh, philosophy. Story wise, I give. I, I. I. Again, I will probably have to give this a six. I will give it a six because I think the second half story is much better than the first half story, and. 
I, I wish they would have actually dedicated more time to that second half story than the first one because, I mean, I'm happy they didn't stick with the first story throughout the whole thing because if they did, then that would have been a really predictable ending. You can predict the the ways things would come apart for them. With the way that they did it, 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 it uh, diverged from that uh, general rut in storytelling and it, it, it did something unique and I liked that. But again, it's like it still wastes like an hour and 10 minutes of your time on this other thing that, I didn't enjoy so six um 10 for me i i mean okay. i kind of talked about this enough all right uh acting uh again i i think the acting was decent um i think pretty much other than a few moments where there were some people kind of overacting like the rich family's mom like she kind of just like is a little Dude, too she's emotional so hilarious. But she, that's she the overacts point. it i that's mean the she, point, though. no it's not the point gideon it's it's her overacting there was no subtlety in 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 her in her ways of reacting to people but she's not a subtle and, character though like but, the point is that she's an over but, uh, when i when i when i person. lose my suspension of disbelief and all of a sudden i'm like oh yeah she's just acting like she's just an actor sitting she, in front of a camera she's what, doing that i mean okay sure it broke it broke the, no, I understand. the, the but illusion two, i can i can see what you're saying but like to, at the at the same time there's something interesting you can find from that is in that like She's she's putting on a show for everyone around her, like at the especially when she's talking on the phone at the end when she's trying to set up the party. Like she's definitely one hundred percent trying to put up this facade of someone who she who she isn't, uh, trying to maintain this uh, this image uh, to everyone. Uh, yeah, and that's just an interesting uh, layer to that performance um, that I think is really interesting. I think and the other performances across the board also are all, are all great. Um, I, I think most of the actors in this are great, but I think some yeah. of them just overact a little too much. And because of that, I'm probably going to give it a seven. Right, but this isn't something like a like a marriage story where they're trying to give um, realistic performances, if that makes sense. They're, they're, it's very much more stylized. Um, and, and you definitely have characters who are playing to um, the, 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 the genre. They're playing up their the different aspects of, of who they are than they would in real life. And I think you can see that. And it, and it allows for the movie to have um, uh, style, stylistic choices in its acting. Um, I think this is almost a nine probably for acting. Uh, uh, again, we've said Song King Ho is great. Um, and he probably is the standout for the film. Um, but nine is my score overall for acting. Okay. Look and feel is our next category, and I'm just going to fly through this. I think visually this is a very good-looking film. I like the the music. I like the the set design. I love the costume design. Everything in this is is really really well done. Um, so because of that, I think look and feel is it's it's is the best part of this is the best part of this movie. I will give it a nine because there were like two sets that just kind of just like it looked a little bad it wasn't badly designed or anything like that just to me it like just gave me this irksome feeling and i didn't like that but uh what about you um yeah in terms of of set design this is one of the coolest parts of this movie i mean people have talked about this before so i don't i can't go into it super much but like the the this film is kind of designed around its sets in a lot of ways um the sets are designed specifically so that you can see certain things at certain points at the same time like that that uh, that living room where you got the stairs and then the kitchen that you can both see from the same camera angle so you've got the foreground and then the background kind of interacting with each other in the same shot and that doesn't happen without sound without without set design um score is great um cinematography is great uh, nine. What'd okay. you say, nine? Yeah, I said nine. Um, and then for a fact, I'll be real fast here. I Again, it was an all right movie. It was better than I thought it would be, but just just some of it just is like whatever. But at other points, I, I thought it really kept my attention well, and I was definitely towards the second half of this, I was wondering what would happen next. 
So I, I never lost interest there. Um, so I think, I just wish they would have ended it uh, without that final, like, 30 seconds. Uh, you could have ended it just, like, with his imagined ending, kind of, and, and not... Um, well, that, takes, that takes out the whole point of the movie. But all they would have done, all they would have had to do was cut like the last thirty seconds. It would have had a much better tone at the end, and it just was like whatever. Uh, so I'd give it a six for effect. What about you? Um, ten for effect. This is just exhilarating in every possible respect. It's funny. It's thrilling. It's uh, profound in some ways. Um, ten for me. Okay. Uh, which gives us a final score of eighty out of one hundred, uh, which puts it at the same score. Oh, no same score. It's one below Wolfwalkers and one above Ready Player One. Hmm. Bummer. I love...